Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 91. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Richie, and Cody, and our guest for today is, uh, you know, he, he really likes waffles a ton, um, wins them all the time, uh, I don't know how many he's Aunt won. Jemima? Yeah, Aunt Jemima, we have Aunt Jemima on. Um, Let's go. <laughs> so, Aunt Jemima's actually won uh, Mike Craig's old buggy, uh, like helmets, I don't know, I think he's rigging the waffle system um he has to he has to be yeah but uh, we say that but then we also have sean who wins a raffle every single time he goes to an event waffle and then, oh no those are raffles i guess those yeah. are raffles yeah, those are raffles mind. and then and then you have curtis who wa- won a waffle for stickies but then again i think aunt jemima here whenever he feels the need to introduce himself uh, I well, think he's that's better. my he job. I just, you know, in typical fashion, we haven't introduced the guest yet, but it's only been a minute, so I think we're good. <laughs> we should do an episode where we just do not introduce the guest and we just talk, and then all of a sudden, like 20 minutes in, we're like, oh, hey, by the way, I think that'd be a funny one. Yeah, that would be funny. Anyways, <laughs> if you didn't, if you haven't guessed and you don't live in New England or you live under a rock, uh, we got JB on, who is a, a friend of all of ours, really, and a member of the club. Uh, of the backyard built club who's i don't know how would you describe your yourself uh in in the in off-roading as far as your journey into the hobby jb i feel like you're not super new but uh you're definitely not OG. i don't know not what do you mean oh no i just mean i was finishing your sentence of he definitely is not og so i've been into it kind of in the background since I've been friends with Sean for a good number of years, and I was helping him fix this Papa Smurf originally in my garage um, before I really got into it. And then, what, three years ago, I finally got my first XJ, and I started small, and I grew pretty quick. So, probably three years I've been into it. Yeah, I remember Uh you had the silver one. And then, so I don't, I don't think any of you guys saw me when I had my red Jeep, because I was thirty-one on short arms, and I don't think I ever wheeled to the club when I had that Jeep. I think I was first out with the club with the silver Jeep. I don't believe the red one ever came out with the club, so I was really with the silver, the six and a half inch lift with thirty-fives on it. Did the silver one ever go out with the club either? I feel like if it did, it was it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't often. Um trying to remember. I think it only went out once or twice with the club. Yeah. But I was yep. more 508 when I first got into it. Gotcha. That's true. That's true, actually, because I was going to say, you guys did run 508 a decent bit before I even really met you guys. Because the first time I ever met you was at Miguel's shop and you were just getting out of the silver Jeep and started getting into the green Jeep. And I forget where Miguel was at in that whole process. I think they had just picked up Pepto or something. So I didn't get the green Jeep until Miguel bought his buggy. Yeah, because well, the green Jeep was Miguel's, right? Correct. And you bought that was his baby. I traded him my silver one for that. Gotcha. And then obviously I bought the axles. Yeah. I bought the Super 30 and the 88 that were under Pepto from him and put those under the green Jeep where he took his axles that were under the green Jeep and put them under Pepto. Pepto has... The green Jeep's old axles. 
And were those the ones that he had trust and uh, don't know that worked too? I know they put full hydro on that thing now, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, those are the ones okay. that he. Okay, so they're the built he, axles that were in that thing. Yes, those are now under Pepto with his fancy drive shaft or whatever, his Tom Woods drive shaft or whatever. Oh, the, those are good. <laughs> like uh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm more of an Adams drive shaft guy myself, but uh, oh, okay, switching it up now. Oh wow. no, I've always I've always bought from Adams. Uh, no rhyme or reason for it. I'm, they're both great companies. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. They've got great shipping. I'll put it I'll put it that way. They not gonna say they messed up my order. I don't think they did. I think it was partially my fault, partially just measurements that weren't quite right but it got messed up a few times and you know customer service on their part was great so i'll mm-hmm. stick with adams so yeah pepto got those the the 30 and eight and a quarter eight, eight, out of the green eight, eight. okay and do they still need the transmission for that i still have that for them i gotta get that to them it's got some water in it so i don't know how great it is but um it'll be fine yeah just throw some Transmission fluid in it, maybe, and call it good. Before, so there is talks of Pepto not coming to Roush. What? Yes. Why? Why? What the fuck? There are talks of it. Nothing's confirmed. I'm texting yeah, her right now. She better get <laughs> as of the tranny. If we I have a tranny, I will give it to him this weekend. I don't think it's that. I think it's just time to get it pulled out. Oh, it takes two seconds. So you had the green Jeep for a while. Uh, I had built a 30 with Cromalis and trusted it and everything else and put that under the green Jeep. And I had wheeled that up until just about a year ago. And then I went, it went back under the knife and I started my one ton swap. Yep. I remember that because I did part of it. Um, Oh, I, I was just going to ask, was Graham doing the one-ton swap? Or I didn't was swap Graham them. I built the axles. For it. Okay. Graham welded everything on and geared them. Okay, gotcha. Were you running radius arms or a three-link or what on that Jeep? Because I remember seeing it posted, and the price on it's pretty fucking killer. So it was radius arm was when it was on the Dana 30 and the 88. It is now three linked in the front, and it's still leaf springed in the rear. Which yeah, is well, fine. that's to be expected. Which is fine. Um, I have yet to wheel it. Yeah, you should wheel it. You should definitely uh, wheel it. You gotta, you gotta well, test out my gear sets, right? Uh, well, why haven't I, you wheeled the... it? <laughs> because he... so, oh, up yeah. until last week, I've had issues with it running. Um, it's been super hot out. I don't know why, oh. but for like three weeks now, it hasn't wanted to run. It wouldn't start for a week and then it hasn't wanted to run. But up until the other day when I tried to start it, now she's runs like a top and doesn't skip a beat. The only thing I changed when I did the whole swap is I took the factory tank out and put a fuel cell in. Now, did you have you checked the actual fuel cell to see if it did a, a Luke special and broke in half? No, because I have an external pump. So, mm. is the pump aerated? Like, like, did you make sure to bleed it so that way there was no air bubbles in it? 
That's what it's all bled works. out now because now it runs without <laughs> a hiccup. <laughs> so maybe there's a small leak in your fuel system. And now from over time, the fuel pressure has slowly pushed the air out and now it's good to go. <laughs> I feel like we always come back to these fucking fuel pump conversations. <laughs> this is like probably the 10th one we've had. It's always fucking fuel pumps. Let's just get the uh, Walboro whatever and call it a day. Yeah. On that note, though, um, we were, or I was talking to Tony um, with the KJ and that was the issue on that LS Jeep. Oh really? Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. He uh, wow. he sent me a message that they swapped it out for a Walbro off of a Mustang, and the thing has ran nonstop without skipping a beat. That's sick. That's hysterical. Look yeah, we fix things. For <laughs> <laughs> a while. Um. So, what else happened that you know kind of got in the way of this Jeep getting wheeling? Because I'm sure that we would have figured out that it had a fuel pump problem beforehand. Because it's been together for like a couple months now, right? It's been together fully, probably for three. No, probably since April. Because I was. <laughs> I was proceeding to get it together before our first trip, which would have been Brookridge, and I was trying to get it so I could run both of them there, but I oh, ran into yeah. problems lining up the front axle when I went to go put it in. Problems lining it up? What do you mean? Like, the brackets weren't right, or...? Well, the top bracket, the upper control arm bracket that came with that truss, and then the upper control arm that came with the kit, the BK Fabs kit, were two different mounts, two different mounting points or mm. styles, I should say. Oh, two different sizes. Or no one, one had the joint on mounted to the axle, and the other one had the joint mounted to the link. Oh, gotcha. So it was a um, was it trying to use like the factory style upper? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. So, I changed that and I made it so it would accept the factory style upper where it sits. Hmm. That makes sense in a way. So with the BK kit in there, then that means that you don't have any of that uh, the issues that we have when we run them on the passenger side, right? It's on the driver's side if you're oh, using. Oh no, the he's running passenger. He is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Really. Yeah, I'm passenger all the way, and shockingly, everything lined up. I didn't have to move my exhaust. Everything lined right up. Oh. Yeah, usually that it's close, but you can make it work. I've, I, I think mine was the same way. I got it all s tucked in there. Because if I had ran driver's side, my control arm would have went through my oil pan the first okay. time I flushed it out. Because the way we built the truss the truss goes over the axle and it's up a yeah, little because higher. it's that weird like special it's not the fact it's an artec truss right but it's not the um the typical three-eighths plate bent to the shape of the top and then you put the side pieces in it's the single piece truss for the long it's single piece bracket for the long side and then some bracketry for the passenger side and then coil buckets obviously to sorry other way around uh driver side is the short side obviously uh there's like a little bracket for that side and then a big long one and it all welds to the cast which is great and all 
but there was no connection point, and then... Oh, that's goofy. Yeah, and you've got that... Oh, um, that's the... Isn't that the Apex truss or whatever they call it? Yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, it's a cool truss, but uh, it, it was kind of funky to get that to work with the... Um, uh, full hydro the, mount. Yeah, the full hydro mount was all all funky. Um, that you know that upper piece, the cover uh, protector. There was no way for that piece to attach, and I wanted to use it, so we built a you know a, basically a bridge that covered the top of the housing and connected the two lower you know the two pieces of the truss that weren't connected that were just welded to the cast. And then you know mounted all that all the bracketry for the uh, that protector part over the top. But that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, so that way work. I can't. So that way I can't push the hydro mount into itself. Yes, or bend it up. I guess. Well, ideally, it helps when you drop three feet onto a rock, and it keeps it from bending into uh, a pretzel. <laughs> I've seen we've seen that happen at Field and Forest. I forget who it was, but it was, um, oh, I think it was one of the Sims. I think it was, I don't know if it was, um, I think it was their Wrangler buggy. I think it got messed up. I don't remember, but good times. <laughs> so now when I see those, uh, those, um, hydro mounts, I always like, if they don't have that top plate on, I, I, I judge hard, right? Cause it's important. It keeps it from it, it keeps the deflection from happening. Otherwise, you're fucked. Um, or keeps it from bending. Deflection is not the right word there. If it deflected, you'd have no problem. Yeah. Even though the illustrious other buggy that I've yet to talk about doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I guess you don't need it as long as you're not hitting it perfectly right. But if it has it, you may as well put it on. That's my thinking. If I go back... Um, in the midst of me ordering everything for the Cherokee and starting to build my axles and strip my axles, I entered into the waffle for Wheeling for Warriors for what is known as Charlotte, which would be Mike Craig's old buggy, and ended up winning it on Christmas Eve after I had bought everything for the XJ, so I was pretty much tied to finishing the XJ. Um, yeah, it sucks how that works out, right? You'd spend all this money on your rig, and then you just get one other one handed to you on a platter. Really sucks. That is pretty hysterical, though. Like, <laughs> like an outsider's perspective, you know, you, you gave it to a buddy of yours to do all the work. Your, your buddy's, you know, putting his fucking blood sweat and tears into it then you're like hey man by the way i know this is crazy but i don't need that shit box for april so take your time because i ended up just winning a buggy so just you know <laughs> honestly actually i don't really give a fuck about that thing anymore so do whatever you want uh, that sucks <laughs> i don't think it went like that no, i think it, it was... didn't i don't know well, i'm just guessing so jb before you get too far into your buggy, didn't you put a cage on your XJ too? Yes, that was cage before it went to Roush last year. Okay. So I kind of kept that quiet because I showed up to Vermont. I wasn't caged. I wasn't nothing. I kept it quiet. I put the cage on it in that like month and a half time span between 
Vermont and Roush, and I showed up to Roush with a cage G. Oh, now, yeah. didn't you use a uh, prefabbed cage? Yes, I used the welder D cage. And just to go back on either a podcast or two ago, the front fenders are not the front fenders that come from Welder D. We made those, so that's why they look like shit, Cody. <laughs> Sorry, they're they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> they work. Hey, hey, they're better than my. They're better than my uh, tube fenders, you know. So I guess I can't really. Yeah, have you much don't wear your tube fenders, Cody. Fair enough, you know. I, I ain't got Where me. Where's your one axles, Cody? My what? <laughs> your one ton axles. They're sitting in the backyard collecting rust, motherfucker. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're gonna be fun to, to clean up later after you let them sit for 10 years. Oh, well, I'll figure it out when the day comes. No, you Honestly, won't. Honestly, it, it really wasn't that bad because the axles that I got were sitting for a long time. Oh, yeah, you say they weren't that bad. Should have seen me trying <laughs> to take all the pieces off of them. <laughs> why most of it was off uh-huh tell that to the factory <laughs> hubs that have probably not come off in 30 years that's fair <laughs> well, well technically if you want to go back to that the axle that was under it actually was in a truck two weeks prior to me getting it running and driving Oh really? So that's even worse. Yeah. See, that's the problem is that it was New England rust. So they're just they just seize on where this is I literally solid New Mexico on the border axles. So no rust. You got New Mexico sit in the field. <laughs> yeah, wait, have I not have I not explained that to you? No. You've never explained you how you got them a long oh, time ago. I got them off of a uh an old uh border patrol truck. F three fifty. Oh, that's kinda cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I grabbed them from that. Uh, so, like, they, they still have the factory, like, weather seal coating or whatever on them. Gotcha. So, so you're Cody, just can I ask you a question? No, but I can answer your question. Are you sure that you have a 60? 100%, yes. Okay. It's an yeah. 05, it, right? It's 05 plus, It's 05 right? plus, yeah. Gotcha, it's 05 yeah. plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Pre- I, no, sorry. Good, sorry. Good. I was just going to say, I appreciate you double-checking with me. Because there, there is that was back in the day where I just didn't really look. I was just like, "Ooh, O five plus is for two hundred dollars." Yoink! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, eh, not the end of the world. I it made worked. that mistake buying ax- one ton axles. So you know yeah. who also did that? Richie and probably Graham. <laughs> I didn't make a mistake. I knew what I was I, buying. That was <laughs> me. Same. I, I bought the fifty on purpose. Oh, then like who... I, I knew it was a fifty. Oh no no no! You had uh, a gear set. No, what did you pick up? That you th- oh the truss. The truss you picked up was supposed to be for a sixty, but it was for a fifty. No, other way around. It, it was supposed to be for a what is it? Oh four and down sixty or fifty, but I ended up getting an O five plus uh, sixty truss. Oh. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I can see that not. Uh, I mean, it might work. You'd have to cut some shit, though, I bet. I don't remember the differences. I, I have been told that 
I would have to do a lot of trimming to the truss to make it work on the 50. And so I decided to just go ahead and get a 05 plus 60 because that's what the truss is for. That sounds like the perfect plan to me. <laughs> no, that sounds like a good excuse to me. <laughs> <laughs> plan, excuse, uh, it's the same thing. Oh. It's like, honey, I swear I don't need another axle. Two, yes, one for the front, one for the rear. Three, no, but hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> no, my dad's the one that I have to do that kind of explaining to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kish. When we went and we picked those up, they were like 150 bucks for the pair. So even if you just got the rear and you sold the front, you're still... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was... I, I don't remember the exact price, but I know it was less than $200 that I bought the... 50 and the 10.54. That's not bad, even just for the 10.5 alone. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I was going to pick up the spare. The I found the axles originally. I was going to pick them up, I think, because we were told it was a 60. Yeah. Um, so I could just grab the shafts because it was like, fuck it, at that price, I'll take the shafts and the wheel bearings out of it and then like sell the housing or hold on to the housing and use it for something else. Did anybody else chuckle thinking that Luke just said he's just grabbing the shaft? Or is that yeah. just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Penis. Well, while we're still on the, on the, uh, the Dana 50 talk, I did obviously have yanked Sean's front axle apart. It is, in fact, a 50. Uh, which we, I knew just by looking at it, but he wanted to confirm. So it is a 50. It's very sad, but it is what it is. Uh, he's already spending yeah, yeah. a shitload of money on that thing. So we're not, I have a 60 housing, but to actually build it would be, um, that sounds like a next year project. It would be, we'd have to do gears and other things. And this 50 is already geared. It's already got actually, no, it has nothing on it, but just, keep the gear set in there, weld some brackets on it so it can work, and then he can find a 60 to throw in later and spend money on that if the 50 gives him problems, but we shall see. You know, He's also a... really conservative when it comes to driving Correct. most of the time. Well, the Dana Correct. 300 is going to blow up before the 50, so... Exactly, know. it's just a fuse mm -hmm. at that point. Let's <laughs> Luke drive. No, 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 don't you, don't you know fuses aren't cool anymore, right? You haven't, oh. you haven't been following the beat not babied stuff. Fuses are for uh, idiots, right? No more oh. fuses, Cody. Okay, so we're just hot wiring shit now. Is that the plan? Just solid wire it? Yeah, just weld it all together. Solid. Okay. No okay. Fuses. Cool. <laughs> um, Jesus. So on that note, I did pick up another set of mile markers, so I should have four mile markers with me uh, when I go to Roush, and I should really? be stocked up for uh, good evening too. <laughs> on on hubs. Yep. <laughs> and while we're still on the oh sorry god you're good. Okay, I was just gonna say I don't I still don't have any spare anything for my O five. Um I've got the truck in the parking lot. Oh dude. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you know, speaking about mile marker hubs, I I was uh cleaning out my Jeep the other day and I actually found a box of the old hubs that you and Graham left in my fucking yard out back. Oh, are they the destroyed ones? Oh, Probably a yeah. box of broken hubs. <laughs> From like two years ago. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I remember that, because we were like, well, if we put 
both broken hubs in the box and bring them to AutoZone, they'll give us a new box. <laughs> I don't think they liked that very much. No, they did it though. Oh yeah, they they what did they say? They bitched about you uh like not no, having any No, they voided my warranty on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh man. Well, they said like this is your last one other than your fuck next time pretty much. Oh no, it was worse than that. It was this is your last one and we'll give them to you at a 50% discount. Oh wow, they really are done with you. Holy shit. <laughs> They're really really done with me like. <laughs> um cuz what was it? When I was it wasn't like every trip or anything, but like at least once every three to four months, I would just break a hub, and it was it was what it was, and I would just you know wait until I had two, go down to the Terryville Advanced Auto, drop them off, and then there was uh, like this kid that worked down there that was really cool, and he would sometimes be at the Torrington store, and he would always just pass me another one. And, you know, it was never an issue. But then, like, when they started looking at the history, they were like, oh, these are supposed to be a manufacturer warranty item. And uh, we can't help you anymore. Goodbye. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. I had done it, like, probably four times at that point in two years. So, <laughs> it was what it was. Fuses aren't cool, kids. Um, you know, apparently I'm lame. Don't be like me. <laughs> yeah, we, but to, yeah, we already knew to that. get back on uh, what I would say before is if you're gonna give me shit for my axle sitting in the backyard, Caitlin also has a JK Data Thirty and a JK Forty Four sitting in my backyard. So give her shit too. All right, it's not just oh, me. she actually got the axles, or are they just the housings? No, they're they're full axles. Well, you, next oh, time, shit. next time well, she comes no. over, you can hand her the grinder and say, "There you go, <laughs> have fun." I lied, actually. So the the thirty, the JK thirty, is a full axle with the uh, the snap tube, but that's easy enough. We'll just fucking either a get a new tube or sleeve it and weld it back together. Um, the the forty four doesn't have a gear set, but that's I mean that's easy enough as well. So okay, yeah, it's a sidetrack podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we- speaking about axles, what axles does Charlotte have? Uh, so she is uh, 04 Dana 60 and a Sterling 10.5. Um, Fuck yeah. It's three length front and rear RCVs, 40 inch stickies, and it's all caged out. So you know he wanted in a waffle because he's reading off of a list right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even. Things. Um, when I got it, it needed a new front drive shaft, and I actually did order an Adams drive shaft for it, and they were fantastic. Yeah, good company. There you go. Um, I never not sponsored. By the way. Yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> that is why the XJ is sat because I've been wheeling what is known as Charlotte. How do you like wheeling the fucking buggy? I absolutely love it. Um, definitely, it was a rough first run because it was like. 40 degrees and raining out and me and Graham got soaked but at least the heat worked and we dried out but it's done phenomenal I put it in places where I never knew that I could go with it (laughs) and I'm still very much learning it as I found out in Vermont with because we ran with Chris and a bunch of the guys that had ran with that buggy before I still have a lot to learn about it 
All right, so oh, yeah. just so you know, JB, Mike doesn't listen to this podcast to the best of my knowledge, so you can actually talk shit if you want to. <laughs> you can when talk you... shit anyways, but... Yeah, I mean, we might as well come on the podcast and, shit. Uh, and, and talk about uh, the days of old with that thing. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I think it's super fun. Uh, that buggy and my Jeep are like... I mean, that thing's definitely more capable than my Jeep, but... At your skill level, we're like right neck and neck. It's pretty funny. Um, like that entire time at Badlands was just a just a riot because you know you'd go through something, or those other guys would go through something, and then I'd go through it, or vice versa. And you were sitting there watching a buggy with Richard just get messed up, and it's so when you when you got the buggy, what did you have to fix on it? Did you end up having to spend money to get it going, or was it pretty much ready to go? So it was pretty much ready to go. Um, the front drive shaft was on its way out and needed to be replaced. Probably could have ran with it. I still have it as a backup. Um, the only thing that absolutely had to be fixed was one of the hydro lines for the steering was leaking. And I have never seen a line leak how this was. Because I'm sure, Graham, you're probably familiar with the lines that those things come with. They're like... Was the PS was it the PSC lines or was it like custom? Yeah, it's like that PSC lines that like it's got that soft coating on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's not like rubber. Yeah. So it was literally just seeping through that, leaking. Oh shit! Like, I've never seen me. I've never seen a line leak by like just seeping, oozing out of it. <laughs> there was no actual cut in it. It just That's oozed weird. out of the sides of it. So those are the two issues. Well, there was one other issue that he said he's like. It's got a brake line, a leaky brake line or a broken brake line. To this day, I still have not found that. So I don't know where that brake fluid came from that he supposedly found. It healed. It self-healed. Rusted shut. I, I have no way. idea where it was because I took all the... It was one of the lines going to the rear that was zip-tied to the control arm going back. And I never found a leak in it. So are you still happy even though you had to put all this time and effort into it, are you still stoked that you won it, or do you feel that you... No, I mean, I'm more than happy with it. It's definitely more capable than I'm willing to... Than, more than I'm willing to do with it. I'll figure it out. I mean, I just got to keep putting it in places and stop sitting in bad places and saying, I should be on my side right now. You know what we should have you do is go up that vertical climb at Roush on the crawl course. Oh, where you tried Miguel up on, and then you put Curtis up on? Yeah, Curtis actually that didn't one. drive it. I drove it, and Kurt, Colin did it. Yes, intoxicated Curtis, Colin. Curtis refused to do it. <laughs> he was like, Miguel's going to get up there because of his wheelbase, right? Uh, it was uh, his... Ride his, height, uh, base. No, it wasn't his ride height. It was his belly. He had the uh, that cross member on his belly for the front links hit or something or the transmission or something no it was front potato, lower links potato okay potato potato no but it's not belly, belly it's thing. it's the links the lower links just aren't in a spot that would let it go up but yeah i guess if it was jacked to the moon it would maybe make it up a little more but oh that was the day after i freaking got up what was it trail five and colin broke his yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and sean sean broke his shit there too and graham and yeah, Graham. Yeah. Rest <laughs> of peace. But I can't say that I didn't 
break my shit, but I got up the left side of that trail. I'd rather have made it up and not broken, to be honest. That cascaded so much of my bullshit. Good bullshit, though, okay? It made it made your Jeep end up doing good things. Uh, not so before no. it made it do horrible things in uh, Harlan, but <laughs> oh, we talked about that way fuck. too much. I forgot about that turn of events. Yeah, I know. I like to bitch about that one. It's worthy of the bitching, though. So <laughs> worthy of the bitching. That's uh, crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah, no that that was cool. It was funny too because you kind of just like went up after the chaos that was Colin going up and blowing his sh- or he didn't even blow his shit up, did he? He like just exploded his jeep it was just too hot and then like you got up there and while everybody else was dealing with stuff like i think cody you were you were spotting him <laughs> just he slowly worked his way through it and not everybody was paying attention and it was just like oh yeah jb just made that and uh you know colin exploded his motor and other things and bent his leaf springs oh that's right well those were already gone he already bent them like three times earlier in the day it was stupid the first hit just sentenced those things as soon as that after that it was just it was they were just done right they just started bending easier and easier well yeah because once you bend them the wrong way they kind of lose most of their structural integrity yeah it was weird though i've never seen a leaf spring uh, bend like that so many times over and over again it just kept grabbing the leaf right below the the main leaf and just jacking it uh you know 90 degrees the wrong direction it was just fucking everything up on the main leaf and the lower leaves it was just it was very odd i've never seen one do that and like usually you know you catch a leaf you know if you don't really catch a singular leaf in a leaf pack you catch the whole leaf pack and it all stays as one these were so fucking beat to shit i guess that like it grabbed one and it just bent it and it was like i'm i'm not a part of the pack anymore we're gonna do our own thing it was uh, it was weird and then he put newly springs in it i think for harlan yeah he's got the devers in it now so now jb you doing you playing anything for roush you plan on doing anything to the rig or any crazy ideas did you fix the eyebrows on it or now once i ripped the grill off i believe i ripped it off finally at pipeline um, I haven't put it back on. I really Probably haven't done. Yeah, I really haven't done much to it except fix the radiator support that broke at Badlands. Uh, that's an interesting one too. Uh, oh, I don't know. Have yeah. we ever gone into? I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. We've talked about it in our uh, in our group chats about like what we thought, and I think just in person and over phone calls when we've been talking back and forth about random stuff, or when I'm at the yard. Um, yeah. But I think it would be interesting to talk about why that failed, like, or why we think that failed the way it did. Uh, what did you find on that? That and what do you think happened? So after getting it home and digging into it, I was just looking at the Jeep. One night. Hold on. Tell tell the people ha- what happened. I was going through, I don't know what trail it was up there, um, and I came down off a rock, and all of a sudden everyone yelled, "Shut it off!" Because radiator fluid was going everywhere, coolant was going everywhere, and they're shut it off, shut it off. Um, so when we had opened the hood up, we found that the radiator cap had either blown off, but we think that they caught the PSC reservoir and bent off. So 
the radiator is literally held on by two plastic tabs that it sits into, and then there's two eight millimeter bolts that go through the top of it. And come to find out, I found this plastic piece, and I was like, "Where does this go to?" And then I found out that it was the passenger side bottom bracket for the radiator, and then then my radiator was dropped down and was just kind of flopping in the breeze on the passenger side because there was no bolt in the top of the radiator to hold it up. So I could probably tell you when that broke. Harris it, Mountain when uh what's her name drove into the tree. No, so there's there's no, there was never a bolt on that side. Oh. Yeah, there was no bolt on that side to hold it up. That's why that broke. So when I came down off that rock, the radiator slammed down and just broke that plastic piece off. Huh. Weird. Because that radiator support was all new. Because the headlights actually fit in it. Because <laughs> if that wasn't replaced, there was no way there would be a headlight on the passenger side because of how caved in that side had been. When it was when it, whoever messed with it last, they didn't put the bolt back in on that side because the bolt was like gone. So I freaking. So uh, do you have any plans for this thing? Like. I know that uh, you said you don't have anything, you know, plans to fix it. Was there something that you want to do to quote unquote make it better? So I think I was going to push and try and do it this winter. I was going to get rid of that motor and tranny just because with the 2012 and newer JKs, they have to have wheel speed sensors in all four tires. So it'll know to shift and. That has been an issue that I've fought since I got it. Because that's why half the time I just crawl around in first gear. Because it doesn't shift. And it sends it into what they call limp mode. So I want to just get rid of that tranny. But there's no point in me just pulling that tranny out. To find a different tranny to mount to that motor. So I might as well just change it all while I'm there. So I have inquired an LS. Oh. Three. Okay. Huh? I said, okay, that's exciting. So I have inquired that. It's still in the truck. Um, I haven't done anything with it. My plans were to pull it out of the truck shortly. I just don't know if I'm going to put it in for the winter or I'm going to wait until I decide what I'm going to do for a transfer case. Because I don't know if I'm going to go down the old Dana 300 route just watching everyone else break them. I wouldn't. I would either do an Atlas if you can get one. Or, um, I don't know. I know who put in, oh, it was Mike. Uh, Mike's for that midnight metal box. Yeah, I was going to say, if you had to do a 300, I would do that. Um, yeah, I was looking at, or I was going to look at an Atlas. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, no, it sounds like nobody can get an Atlas right now. So if you had to choose something, I'd either go with the, I mean, I guess you don't need as much. I don't know what the crawl ratio on in Mike's box is. I totally forget. Um, I think he was like 5 to 1. Yeah, that's pretty good. You probably wouldn't need anything more than that. Just leave it at 5 to 1 and call it a day. Or you go put a 205 and a uh, Titan box or something in there. Um, or you put the Atlas in or keep the Rubicon case if it has one. 
It does. It has the Rubicon 401 case right now. I think you uh, can adapt one of those, right? You absolutely can. Um, yeah. And you can leave that. I mean, that's not a horrible transfer case to leave in there, and it saves you a bunch of money. Um, the only retort yeah. that I have on that is it depends what transmission you put in. So say you put in a TH400. The cost on that adapter, if I remember right, is like, five and change and at that point you're already well into eco box territory so and it doesn't seem like you're going crazy with the rev limiter so a eco box 205 is not a terrible option and it gives you more choices plus it's a buggy like you know if you have to cut the floor you have to cut the floor oh well well to do this whole project's going to be interesting just looking at the underneath of this buggy there's nothing bolted on, all welded together down there. So it's going to be a project to cut it open. And then put it like, back together. Yeah. And then put it all back together. It's it's going to be a project, and that's kind of like half of what's pushed me away from it. And I wow. kind of want more. And after talking to Chris up in Vermont, he gave me another guy that I've talked to about the wheel speed sensors, and I think we have them figured out. So we'll find out in Roush. Nice. Sounds good. What, what do you? What do they think is the? What's what's been solved? I guess on that. I don't know anything about wheel speed sensors. I only drive vehicles well, that don't. I've them all apart, and I've cleaned every one of them. Um, and then in that process, I found two different wires that were broken in two different spots. And Mike had pulled one of the ABS fuses that essentially goes to the wheel speed sensors. So that was like having a fit in the computer saying they're not existent. I'm not going to shift. Ah, uh, okay. So I put that fuse back in. I bought this like $30 scan tool from Amazon that links to my phone. And it's like JBO or something app or whatever. And you can actually go into it and pick up each individual wheel speed sensor to see if they're working and spin them. Hmm. That's cool. I have that, uh, I had a similar scan tool set up. I forget what it was, but I used the Torque app to do basically the same thing. Yeah, that scan tool has been a saving grace trying to figure that out. What areas have you taken that buggy to, and what's been your favorite areas to wheel them? I've seen it at Brookridge. I can't remember if last year it didn't go to Roush, right? You had the... Um... I had the X-ray. That was the last time the X-ray wheeled was at Roush. So that X-ray hasn't wheeled. My X-ray hasn't wheeled since Roush last year. Because up until the I refused to fix the brake line on it and wheel it, because I was like, why am I going to fix a brake line on it when I'm just going to pull those axles out? I've had pretty good luck. Granted, I haven't wheeled it, but I've had pretty good luck with the one tons and the factory master cylinder on the XJ. See, really? It's funny you say that. Something about the... So me and Jacob were putting together Sean's buggy yesterday, and the Dodge master cylinder does not match up with the brake boosters that we have. And I bought a, I just bought a brand new one for my Jeep because mine's leaking. Brand new booster that came broken. So that's fun. Were you going to put that in in Vermont? Yeah, and we never did because we started wheeling at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I just <laughs> haven't had brakes because you don't need brakes. Um, 
but it doesn't match up. Like I have, and we we tested it on my Jeep, and we were playing around with it with the you know Sean's stuff, which was all on the bench. Um, that push rod isn't long enough for the Dodge um, master cylinder at all. I reading into it, you had to change the push rod in them. Or you shouldn't have to if you get the right one, which is the interesting thing. I don't know if I just started getting the wrong one. Maybe I sort of mixed up the part number. I thought it was like a 98 Dodge Ram van. A one Dodge Ram van. A one. That's what I've been using. Okay. Yeah. That's just weird, though, because, like, mine um, just plugged and played like it was meant to be there. I had zero issues with it. I mean, it, it. it bolts in, but the no, gap is No, no, I mean, like, insane. the... Uh, there was no gap. Like when I had the booster disassembled and then I reassembled ever, or not the booster, I'm sorry, the master cylinder was off and I put it all back in. Um, I think I put like three turns on the adjustment rod. Um, and that was all it took to get my pedal exactly where it was. And it sits up against the stop. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Cause we're going to have to change mine and change Sean's probably. So I don't know if I just started buying the wrong fucking one, or if uh, it's just not as good of a fit as I we thought. I don't know. But I didn't really yeah. put any thought into it until my brakes are suddenly shit, and now I'm questioning everything about my brake system, and I still don't have time to look at it. So we're going to fix it on Sean's, and then I'll fix it on mine once I know what the fuck's wrong with it. Isn't Sean's buggy the older style Cherokee? It's a giant mess. It's uh, supposed to be, but we're not putting the old style one on or putting the new style on because it had the new style, actually, I think, um, already. So, perfect. It was all set up for it to begin with. Um, yeah, I mean, I we're keeping anything good that was on that one. That's the nice thing about having the green one and having disassembled the blue one and still kind of having it sort of on hand is... We take whatever's better on the other one. And the blue one didn't have a lot going for it, but it did have the right master um, that we wanted and some other shit that this current one, the green buggy thing, didn't have for some reason. So uh, we're just taking the best of both and throwing it all together. Trying to save money where we can. You know, we did just spend nearly $1,400 on just fucking Himes. Oh my god. Literally just Himes. For a four-link rear, three-link front. That, But then again, that's a lot of fucking Himes. And I it know is. You didn't go it's 14 fucking ones, Himes. So <laughs> that's that's a lot of Himes. And probably at roughly $100. Yeah, about $80 a Hime. Yeah, yeah, that makes fucking Plus sense. Plus hardware. Holy. like once you, once you actually add in like nuts and bolts and uh, the adapters yeah. and all that shit, it's like 100 bucks a fucking Hime. <laughs> it's Fuck, bad. Man. Oh my god. But, uh... Usually, rough stuff shipping to New England kind of sucks, but uh, I will say I ordered them on Sunday and they were shipped on Monday. So, uh, I guess my money talks. Right? Just order a shitload of junk and they'll ship it fast. Um, I wonder what their biggest order is. Got to be something insane. They must have people spending shitloads. Oh, yeah, like a shop. Yeah, there's got to be like them. 10 grand orders going in there some days. Because when I ordered my traction bar for my extra that's still not on it it didn't ship for like three weeks oh my god yeah i mean i'm still waiting uh on my 
I think they actually, I saw a, funny enough, I saw a, um, a social media post from Iron Man Fab about the Leaf Spring relocation brackets. I bought one to fix my janky ones that are like caving into the uh, unibody. I'm going to kind of cut it up and modify it to work where I need. But I've been waiting for it for like two weeks with no notice on where the hell it is. And I'm a pretty patient person and I haven't really had any, I haven't had to put it in. So I'm not really worried about it not being here yet. But, uh, you know. It would have been nice to have it a week ago, right? Just so I could look at it and make sure it's going to work. Didn't you order another traction bar mount too? Mm, yes, I no, well, I did, but I didn't. I ended up ordering that Sunday uh, in a different order from Sean's when I was buying shit because I had forgot to actually purchase that. So I got those. That'll be here soonish, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm not worried about fixing my Jeep till probably like two days before Roush. So. Figured You're out that. <laughs> Wonderful. It'll be. Oh, I guess uh, no. It, it'll be fixed it'll be for whatever JB needs it on his trailer. That's uh, what we've been talking about. So uh, I don't want to play coding jeeps at midnight on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen, JB. Get used to. It. No, no, no. Not midnight. Five in the morning. <laughs> no. <laughs> Five in the morning. I'll be sleeping. <laughs> no, uh, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> Five in the morning. My ex will be on my trailer with my buggy. I thought you worked nights. What happened? No, I'm on. I've been on days since June. Oh, I went to days since June. Um, so that's been a nice relief. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. But back to Luke's question, since we got sidetracked from it, mm-hmm. where I've been with the buggy. So I was at. Brookridge in the beginning of the year and then I believe it was Pipeline which is a pretty cool property. I know Graham's been there. Cody, you should try and go there because it's kind of a cool property. Okay. I know Richie doesn't come out of his property there in Connecticut. (laughs) The hardest property I think I've been and like the most denied I've gotten was at what is it? Battlegrounds? Yeah. Yeah, that was battle. Well, I'm surprised where we got it would be bat or battlegrounds was more difficult than Badlands, just because I've been through most of battlegrounds and didn't think it was that difficult of a property. Oh well, it was mostly just that one ledge that you're referring to, right, JB? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got denied there, and I got denied in one other spot. Right um, at the beginning, I remember that. Right in the beginning, I got denied there because that was the same rock that Luke almost rolled me and Miguel's buggy on. right right and on that note everybody thank you very much for listening we appreciate every single one of you make sure you guys go check us out on instagram make sure you go check out b uh, or check out b go check out john b on what social media platforms facebook is john bryant and instagram i have no clue perfect don't go to that at because it's probably somebody else but (laughs) Make sure you guys go check him out. Go go follow him on his builds and on the travels that he's going to be doing here soon. Um, and on that note, make sure you go and enter in the Wheeling for Warriors waffles because it just might be you or you buggy. or you. Or maybe even you. But not have me. a good night. Or Cody. Cody can't win it. <laughs> yeah. Night. Bye.